welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. It's the spookiest time of the year. Well, that was meant to be spooky. I think I ended up sounding a little bit like Father Christmas, but this episode is coming out at the end of October and I thought what better way to celebrate Halloween than by making sure your podcast doesn't turn into a horror story. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this. So here are my five spine-tingling podcast nightmares, all of which have happened to me. But... I am also telling you how you can avoid them. (laughs) Number one, your guest cancels at the last minute. Yeah. Picture the scene. You're feeling pretty smug because you've only gone and got the guest. And I mean the guest, the actual guest, the one you've been chasing for yonks, the one you're really excited about, the one that is going to give your podcast that leverage, that authority, and maybe also get you in with this person as well. Because you've been so excited about this happening, you've been telling everybody that this guest is coming on. You've been doing all the promo work you needed to do. You couldn't talk about this more because that's what I tell you to do. Talk about your podcast. But then it's the day of recording and ping. What's that? It's an email in your inbox. It's the guest and they're cancelling on you. And yet, I I mean cancelling, not postponing, not putting it off for another day. They're cancelling. It's heartbreaking. And it has happened to me a few times when I was recording my cultural quarter of an hour podcast. That's my podcast where I talk about Stoke-on-Trent and culture and all of that. Now, I'm not going to name names, but I'll be honest, it still stings. And it absolutely makes me cringe a bit thinking about it too because I had banged on about nothing else apart from these guests coming on and I had to take it all back I had to say nope it's not happening awkward 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 and to make matters worse I then had to think on my feet very quickly to come up with an episode for that week because well I'd put all my podcasting eggs in that one podcast basket. So how can you avoid this scenario? Well, firstly, no matter how much you nurture a guest, I want you to be very much prepared for this. There are going to be times that they postpone or even cancel on you at the very last minute. And it sucks. It sucks big time, right? But it happens. 
So you need to be prepared. Hey, guess what I'm about to tell you? Yes, have a plan for your podcasts. And if you can be at least two weeks ahead when it comes to recording or getting guests in or just getting the bookings in, just have that buffer. A buffer is a great thing to have. But I know it's not always possible, especially if you're doing a podcast about current events, current affairs. So the biggest lesson I would suggest, don't count your podcast chickens before they're hatched. And that's two egg and chicken related uh, sayings in one episode so far. Let's see how many we get. It's not even Easter when I should be doing egg related uh, sayings. So yeah, don't talk up your guests until you've got them recorded. They're in the can. They are good to go. You have done everything you need to make sure that episode's going to happen. Then go for it and go for it lots. Go, go, go. Tell the world that you've got that guest. But until they are safely recorded, just keep them. Say nothing. Talk about your podcast, but don't talk about that guest. What next then? Well, here's one for you. Not pressing record. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Charlotte, you've been doing this for 20 years. You must never forget to press record. Hmm. Well, I still get shivers thinking about the amount of times I have simply not pressed record. And of course, it always happens normally when I'm up against it. So haven't got the time to keep recording or have just got to get this podcast done, dusted and go and out, ready to go. Or even worse, when I have a guest. At least when it's a solo episode, it's just frustrating and annoying and you can get a bit angry at yourself, especially when you've given it your all and you know you've been good. You know you've been bang on, right? And it's always the best episodes that don't get recorded. That's what I'm going to tell you anyway when you listen to these. Yeah, it's always the ones where you've said the awesome things, you put out some great knowledge and then you look back and you go, oh, oh, I didn't didn't bother pressing record then, did I? Hmm fabulous. That makes me happy. Because when you have to do it again, it can be a challenge because personally, I find I'm always thinking in the back of my mind that this version that I'm doing now just isn't as good as the one that I didn't record. And then I'm beating myself up about it all the time. When really what I need to do is just suck it up, buttercup, because there's nothing you can do about it apart from record the whole thing again. And maybe throw something at the wall. It might make you feel better. You have to forget the other version happened because it didn't. I do a lot of running. I tell you about this a lot. I do a lot of running, (laughs) jogging, walking. Anyway, lots of runners use an app called Strava to record all their runs. It's it's like a social media app for runners. So you can be friends with lots of people and they see your runs and they go, oh, well done. You did that run. Here's some kudos. And then you can compete with them on different sections. Anyway, lots of runners will say, well, if it's not recorded on Strava, your run didn't happen. It's a bit of a joke. It's a really not funny joke. So the whole thing is as if you didn't press record on Strava, it didn't happen. This time in reality, if you don't press record on your podcast, it really didn't happen. And you just have to start again and suck it up. I'm sorry. The worst time for you not to press record, though, is if you have a guest. You've done the interview, thanked them, 
and said goodbye. And then you notice, oh, you've not hit record. This has happened to me a handful of times. And my heart sinks every time. And the first time I did it, I felt utterly, utterly sick too. But every time it has happened to me, I've been really lucky to have some very understanding guests who've been absolutely happy for the re-record. And I find the best way to ask them for the re-record is to be honest and say what happened. That's what I did. I said, look, user error, my fault, didn't press record. It's not recorded properly. Please, can we do another another recording of it? Because add some flattery. You were so good. I don't want this to be not going out. Now, it's up to you if you want to say it was a technical failure at your end. Sort of is. Sort of. In the hope that they'll be a bit kinder to you. But personally, I'm a big fan of honesty. Now, the best way to get around all this is just to make sure it doesn't happen. And guess what I'm about to say? The best way to make sure this doesn't happen is to press record. But also, you want to make pressing record part of your checklist before you start to talk. So I still have a checklist. Like I say, 20 years I've been doing this sort of thing. And I still have a checklist to make sure that I am doing everything properly. So my pre-start, pre-talking checklist is simply as basic as have you pressed record? Tick. Have you checked sound levels? Tick. And have you got the guest to confirm their name and how they'd like to be known as, introduced as on the podcast? Tick, tick, tick. I've got this as a sticky note on my computer and I've also got it as a little notepad bit as well. So remember, you are never too far advanced in your podcasting. You are never too old. You're never too new to have a little checklist. I've been doing this 20 years. I still do a little checklist because it just means that I know I have boxed everything off. And quite frankly, I would rather a guest thought I was a bit odd ticking a box than having to ring them up and go, by the way, can I re-record that because I didn't press record because I'm an idiot. Okay, got that. Good. Here's a fun one. Losing your train of thought mid-flow and having no way of getting it back. There's a couple of ways this happens. First off, if I'm on my own recording a solo podcast, so this one perhaps, it will happen when I go off piste. Now, believe it or not, I do plan this out. I do plan this out. So I'll have some bullet points ready and I will go through those bullet points. But sometimes a thought will pop into my head and I'll go, oh, I hadn't thought about that when I was planning this. I'm going to talk about that. And I end up down a cul-de-sac of nonsense and there's no way out. I can't reverse. It's too tight. I can't do a turn in the road. It's too tight. There's just no way of getting out. And you know what that does? That leaves me with a messy edit because I can't get out. I've lost my train of thought and I have no way of getting it back. In fact, normally it leaves me with such a messy edit that I simply go sack this off. I'm going to start again. I'm going to re-record, which, of course, is a waste of time and energy. And you don't want that. So to avoid going off piste, it's well worth taking the time to plan and map out your podcast episode and sticking to it. Now, I'm not talking about scripting word for word because, you know, my thoughts about that. Do not do it. But what you need to do is, like I say, make some bullet points Know what you want to get from each bullet point. Make sure there is a beginning, a middle and an end for all your points, not just the podcast. Otherwise, you're going down that cul-de-sac of nonsense. 
Secondly, the other way that I lose my train of thought and have no way of getting it back is if I'm interviewing a guest. So this normally happens if I stop actively listening to the guest. Now, I'll be honest, this sort of thing, so not actively listening to your guest, is about as close to unforgivable as it gets, If, in my opinion. It's really rude not to be paying attention to your guest. And I promise you, it shows every time, not just to the guest that you're talking to, but to the person who's listening to your podcast. So if you're not listening to your guest, it's really easy to lose where you are in the interview. It's also hard to figure out if they finished the point they were making. How then do you make sure you keep hold of that attention? Well, if you find yourself getting distracted when you're talking to a guest because you're forming a question in your mind because you haven't got questions planned, then quite frankly, you should do your planning first. Remember, and if you're getting distracted because they've said something and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I want to go back to that point. I really want to make sure that we talk about that in in full, in further on, then what you should do is just make some notes while they're talking. Now, I always do that. So if you are ever on a podcast with me, you will often see me just head down writing bits and bobs as you're talking. Don't worry, I will tell you first, like I tell all my guests, that I'll be jotting things down while you're talking. And I go so far as to make a joke. It's really not funny, but I make a joke saying that, you know, I'm not writing my shopping list. I'm not writing my to-do list. I'm just keeping things on my paper so that I can come back to them and talk about it when you finish talking. Because I don't like interrupting people very much. I like people to be able to say what they need to say. But it means that I can keep my focus on the guest but also have something ready to say when they're finished. And like I say, you need to have those questions, those topics thought out ahead of time that you're going to have anyway, because you don't want to lose your train of thought and thinking, oh gosh, where am I going to go next? What's happening next? What do I say next? Have they already talked about this? I can't remember. Oh, so just make sure that you've got it all sort of written down and ready to go. Here's a fun one. And we've talked about this next topic in a different podcast all on its own. This is how much of a fun thing it is. The guest who doesn't want to be there. And I know in theory it makes no sense. Why would a guest agree to come on and then act as though they would rather spend a night in a haunted mansion than talk to you? Yeah, I'm bringing back that Halloween theme. It does happen and actually it can be down to a number of things. It's not simply that they're just rude. First of all, think about nerves. I have seen and heard so many guests who in real life can and will talk the hind legs off a donkey about their subject, but put them in front of a microphone in a situation that they're not used to. And all of that disappears because they're petrified. This is not a normal situation. So you clam up right? This is where your pre-interview chat comes in. Both the informal chat that you have ahead of the recording where you get to know the guests a little bit more and also the chat that you have before you hit record when you're interviewing. So for me, in both of these, I will remind the guests that we are going to be talking about whatever subject it is we're talking about. Ask them if there's any areas they want to avoid talking about. This is particularly important if it's a personal story. And also reassure them that, you know what, this is pre-recorded. If there's mistakes that are made, I'll edit them out. If there's any kind of nonsense cul-de-sacs that have gone visited, then that will be edited out just to make sure that they know they are not going to look stupid on this. 
I do this every opportunity I have to talk with them so they know how it works. Another situation that might give them a bit of nerves, a bit of anxiety, is if they're using technology that they're not sure of again. Obviously, in this time, 2020, 2021, probably, we're all doing things remotely. We're all having to do the interviews, you know, in separate rooms, separate houses, separate buildings. And it's also useful if you're doing it, if if you are talking to guests in different parts of the country. So we're all doing it this way remotely. And it could just be that they've never used Zoom before or they've never used whichever remote recording software that you're using. Take some time to go and do a trial run to take away that anxiety about it all going wrong or it not working properly on the day. It will give you a far more relaxed interviewee and a far more relaxed interviewee is going to give you a much better interview. Now, it could also be that they're simply having a bad day. Yeah, we all have those days. The days where nothing goes right. There's a song about this somewhere. More work gets dropped on you from a great height. Yeah, the cat has a toilet moment on your lovely carpet and your children are redecorating the walls with their very own masterpieces. Yeah, and it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. And now on top of all that, you've not had a cup of coffee and you have to go and do that blinking podcast interview you agreed to in a moment of weakness a few weeks ago. Okay, that might be a bit of an exaggeration, but you get the picture, don't you? Now, there's not a lot you can do to stop your guest from having the bad day they're having. However, you can rescue the hour that you've booked with them. You just need to make sure you do a little bit of warming up with them. It will help you no end. So when you've dialed them up, you've called them up before you hit record, check how they are. You can also check if they're still okay to go ahead with the interview. Again, I do this. I will warn you, it may trigger a postponement of your interview. So be prepared for that. But it just gives them that option of if they are having a terrible day and they've got a million one things to do and they're thinking about that all the time and they're not thinking about the interview, then give them the option and say, do you want to do this in an hour tomorrow? When would be good for you? As long as it fits your schedule as well, then giving them that option will probably give you a better interview. I would also suggest you read the room because if they just want to crack on, get going, do the interview, then do that as well. Be prepared, though, for the first couple of questions to be your warm up questions and pay attention to this next bit as well. This is the bit where I talk about guests who are difficult because, quite frankly, sometimes they are just a difficult person. It's who they are. It's them. It is not your fault. If anything comes from this episode, I want you to know that difficult guests are not always your fault. If you've gone through all the stuff that we've talked about previously about warming up your guests and getting your guests sorted and getting them all in, some days you're just going to get a guest who is a difficult person. If you're not getting anywhere with them when you're doing the interview, there's a few options. You can front it out and tell them it sounds like they don't want to be here. And if that is the case, that they don't really want to be doing this interview, do they actually want to continue with the conversation? Be upfront. Just ask them. And yes, you might sound a little bit uppity, but you know what? This is your podcast. It's yours. You want it to sound the best it can. And I don't care how big a guest is. 
I don't care how famous they are, how important they think they are, how much money they earn, all this. If they are not playing ball, uh, they don't have the automatic right to be on your podcast. Nobody does. It's up to you and you need to do what is best for your podcast and you have to decide that yourself. So you can do that or you can just suck it up, buttercup. That's my phrase of the day. Carry on with these questions and see what you get out of them because when you listen back, you might just be surprised with what you actually get. Now, in the moment when you're doing the interview, and I've been there, I've told you about this particular guest, admittedly it was in radio, but oh my goodness, this person did not want to be interviewed by me or indeed anyone. He was, he, oh, I've said it's a man. He wanted to go back to where he had come from. That sounds like I'm being rude. I'm not. I just want to sort of try and anonymise this person, him. Uh, he didn't want to be interviewed by anybody. He just wanted to get home, essentially. I think he'd had a long day, a long couple of days, and an interview was not on his things to-do list. Now, I remember doing that interview and going back upstairs to the newsroom and saying, there's nothing in that. There's no, there's nothing. I can't get anything from that. That was a waste of my time, waste of his time. I don't know what we're going to do. We need to fill the slot because we'd left out two slots for it. But I listened back and actually it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And because I was in the moment and I was sitting there facing this person and his whole demeanour was just, I don't want to do this. It kind of, made me on edge and because I was on edge I wasn't getting the full experience of actually it was okay so listen back and you may very well surprise yourself that actually it's all right you did get some stuff and it is okay to put out alternatively you might listen back and think no that's not good enough to go out and that is also allowed just because you recorded an interview, it doesn't mean the interview has to go on your podcast. It doesn't. If I do an interview and I choose not to use it, and I'll just do a bit of a clarification here in case there's people listening who I have spoken to who haven't made it onto a podcast, just in case, it's not always because the interviewee was difficult, okay? There are other options and other moments that I just go, that wasn't quite the right thing for this podcast, so I'm not going to use it. Now, I do also try and let the guests know that it's not being used. It's up to you if you say this interview isn't being used because you were a pain in the backside and gave me no value whatsoever or not. If you do say that, um, maybe rephrase it away from your pain in the backside, perhaps. Don't waste the interview, though. You can turn it into content by using it as the basis of a blog getting some quotes that you can use on social media or using it as a LinkedIn article, maybe, if that's your thing. That way, the guest doesn't feel as though their time was wasted and neither is your time wasted either. You've got something from it. Not what you thought you were going to get, but you've got something from it. And if that's the case, send the, the guest what, you, what you've done. And I tend to say to guests, um, I'm not using it in the podcast because it just doesn't feel right for the podcast. However, I have used it in my blog instead. Appreciate your time. Here's the blog. Works a treat. 
And we're kind of coming full circle with this last uh, podcast horror story nightmare situation because I'm now talking about the time when you've gone through every step, you've done all this recording, ta-da! And then you press delete instead of save. So yeah, it's quite similar to not pressing start, which is obviously how we began this. But there's quite a few ways you can delete your workers. I know. (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing now. I've cried when this has happened. Actual cried. Oh, let me take you to one experience in particular. When I did an interview, about half an hour this interview lasted, uh, with a guest in their art gallery. And uh, really good interview really funny, really interesting, some fabulous little tidbits of stories, great stuff. And then, um, oh God, I can't, it's so hard for me to say. And then as I uh, I did this, because like I say, it was face-to-face. So like I say, this interview was face-to-face, all wrapped up. And I just said, right, I'm just going to save this now. And instead of hitting save, I pressed the big red cross. It wasn't even, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a a similar button. It was a big red cross. Done. (gasps) Oh, and of course, face to face, he saw my face just drop right in front of him. And of course, I had no choice but to say, "Um, I've got some big fat fingers. It turns out I've pressed delete, not save. The good news is this is, again, somebody I knew well enough so that they simply laughed at me, made a cup of tea and we went again. However, since that day, which was only a few years ago, three years ago, I've taken so much extra time when it comes to pressing save because I was getting cocky in my old age. Uh, So what I do now is I make sure I'm not talking to somebody else while I press save. I'm not distracted by anything. I am doing nothing but watching as I press save. I recommend you do the same so you don't have to go through that. You also have the opportunity to lose your work when you are editing. I am so paranoid about losing audio that I never ever edit on an original recording. In fact, I make a copy and not just one copy, I'll make a couple of copies and save them in different places just in case I lose them as well. But I always make a copy and I use that for the editing. That way, if it's all gone a bit squiffy, not I'm a bit squiffy, but the editing has gone a bit squiffy. I always have the original to start again with. And of course, I will make a copy from that as well to do the next round of editing with. This has got me out of a few holes, I'll be honest, uh, especially if I've been a bit cut heavy or I've mucked around with some sound settings. and I can't get it back. And it's sometimes just easier rather than hitting undo to just go start again from the beginning. Also, and be aware of this, some audio editing software are what's known as destructive. They sound like a baddie from a science fiction film, but they're not. They are destructive editors. So that means if you make changes, save those changes and then close the project down, you will never be able to get back those bits you removed. So again, always, always make a copy or two and always use those copies as you're editing so that you always have the original as a backup in a worst case scenario. So there you go. There are my podcast nightmare horror stories, my special for Halloween. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope it doesn't give you nightmares. 
That's a crime watch, isn't it? Don't have nightmares. I hope this doesn't give you scary dreams. I'll avoid the copyright. And uh, I'd love to hear your horror stories, as long as they've got a happy ending. We need happy ending horror stories, not, you know, completely horrendous horror stories. Let, let's let's have some positivity with this. As always, I'd love for you to get in touch. I'm hanging out on Instagram at the moment at Charlotte Foster Podcast, as well as hanging out on LinkedIn as well, Charlotte Foster Podcast Queen, because I think that much of myself, maybe I can be the evil queen, podcast evil queen, just for Halloween. I'm not evil. And remember, if you want to get ahead of your podcast planning, you can get on the wait list for my podcast planning toolkit it should i know i say this every week it's coming really soon but it really really is coming really really soon i promise i promise i promise and you will love it because i love it and i know it's going to be great look after yourself and make sure your podcasts are not scary whoa that was the worst noise ever (laughs) 